In the year 3062, far after the fall of humanity, the world is populated by sentient robots, true artificial intelligences. So far removed from their creators, they became more and more curious as to the things they did not understand about humans, specifically emotions. So, they proceeded to do what they always do, design new machines and send them back in time to find the answer. Each robot was given a different emotion to research and define. I am one of those robots, a Sensation Acknowledgement Machine, or SAM. And I have a question for you. What is fun? Entry 011. Bob Henny. Engage Charisma. Bob, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Could you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, well, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I am a 30-something uh, a uh, snowboarder um, who is trapped in the Midwest. Um, and uh, I am a, you know, professionally, I'm a programmer of surveys. And, um, you know, I, I just recently had uh, a baby girl. And um, that, it, you know, it feels like uh, I should have something more to say about myself. But, but once you have a kid, that's pretty much, it's, that's that the is, end of it. That is not a problem. It's funny. This question, more than any other, seems to be the one that really trips people up. Um, so don't worry about it. You did, you did just fine. Uh, and that is, that is all excellent. Congratulations on, on your baby girl. Thank um, you. now, Bob, what sorts of things do you consider fun? Uh, the first and foremost in that list is definitely the, uh, previously mentioned snowboarding. I had uh, a feeling. Yes. It's uh, it's a lifelong passion of mine. I started snowboarding in my uh, when I was a teenager, growing up in Pennsylvania, um, and I've. I, I, the funny thing is, I based my entire college decision on whether or not I would have access to snowboarding, and. Uh, Every school that I applied to was either in a state with snowboarding already or was very close to one. Uh, they were all mountain adjacent. Mountain adjacent. And uh, so I, for me, getting up before the sun comes up, getting dressed, getting out there, and waiting in line with a bunch of weirdos, everyone of whom would stab you to get just one chair further in front of you so they might get a fresh turn uh, once they get to the top. That, to me, is the most fun uh, in the world for me. Interesting. So what what exactly is it that's fun about snowboarding? At at its basis level, uh, it's the actual act of snowboarding. So 
when when you're out on the mountain the there's there's a feeling that goes with uh making a really good turn that's really hard to describe to people who don't snowboard mm-hmm. and it if it, it just it's like when you watch if you watch somebody bowl uh when they drop the ball just right and it, it comes around the pocket and goes right in there everything just looks like everything went right and that's that similar look of how that is is how i feel when i make a really good turn on a snowboard and I, what i try what i try to do is to you know put as many of those turns together as i can and the other the next part of it is the raw speed mm-hmm. um you know i i'm a fast snowboarder i like to go very fast um i i have started slowing down uh mostly just because it turns out once you past 30 years old uh your body doesn't heal uh as fast anymore i've heard that and uh so the desire to not be in the hospital grows but i I regularly snowboard above 40 miles per hour uh sometimes above 50 and even the fastest i've ever gone on a snowboard is above 60 miles per hour you're really, really shredding out there to use some of the lingo. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a lingo too, and that and 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 I'll touch on that. That's part of the fun too, but it's when I'm when I'm out there, and I think the reason I have so much fun doing it is because there is a there's an element of danger that goes with snowboarding that fast, mm-hmm. and. I, I learned this way, way back in high school um, when I, you know, I had, I'd been learning to snowboard and I got, I went from being a complete beginner snowboarder to pretty good in about three to four years. And when I finally was able to go fast, I started talking about it and I, remember bringing it up with the school counselor and she she pointed this out to me when you're going that fast you do not have the mental capacity to think about anything else except exactly what you're doing mm. right that very second if you think about anything else you could end up in the trees in rocks crashing into other skiers and snowboarders and there's a decent chance you're going to do that anyways but it's 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 a it really frees your mind up uh and things that normally you're persistently worried about just go away and that actually allows me to really enjoy the moment uh, in ways that I can't do with 
a lot of other things. Like there's other things that I think are fun and that I enjoy doing, but just, I can't, it's so hard for me to let go of all the things in life that, uh, cause me stress and worry. Mm -hmm. But in those moments, I absolutely am able to just let everything else go. Okay. Okay. So there, there are several things that I want to unpack from this. So the, when you first started talking about snowboarding, you were talking about this, the, the beauty of like hitting that perfect curve mm-hmm. and essentially a run down the mountain being a, you know, however many of those you can achieve strung together uh, in this, this form of, of uh, the best analog I can think of is like physical poetry. Um, for mm-hmm. just you know trying to achieve this this greatness in in rhythm and style that looks perfect um and that has the desired effect and then that coupled with the breakneck speeds with which you careen down the side of a mountain um of that that danger element that's there uh, that seems very important to it and then outside of that there's also that element of uh, it seems oddly uh, of both freedom and control in that mm-hmm. you finally get you you have the control of being able to say i am doing this right now and none of none of the rest of my life matters in this moment but also the freedom of not having to deal with any of those other things because if you were to think about them you would be paced yeah it's one of the things that people talk about a lot is like everything's great in moderation. And I think that is, um, a very close, um, analog for balance and whether it's balance in life or literally balance on a snowboard, uh, when, when things are in balance, uh, it's you feel more at peace mm-hmm. and you're able to just enjoy the moment and that that's i think what what causes people to stress and not have fun is when they are out of balance and they can't they they're just so worried about one thing you can't go through life not worried about stuff right mm-hmm. you you have to have you have to be a little worried about stuff um but if you're too worried about stuff well that drags you down a different path uh and finding that balance is what's key and when i'm out on my snowboard uh not only am i f- fulfilling that need for balance in, in in the way of you know working on my craft and literally trying to be very balanced edge to edge i'm balancing my needs in life for recreation and relaxation against all the other stuff so it it ends up being just a very necessary and soul fulfilling part of my life and 
it just happens to be fun too <laughs> you know yeah, like you added could, bonus right like you you could have things that fit all the descriptions that i i i was just talking about with balance and all but they're not that doesn't that intrinsically doesn't make them fun but it does you know if what you're doing is a fun activity and you have that balance uh you're going to have more fun you're not you're not going to get pulled back into the rest of the world. And so I get um, a lot of grief for my love of snowboarding and some would say uh, borderline addiction, uh, but it fulfills so much of what I need. Mm-hmm. And it, I, there's nothing I'd rather go and do as a hobby um, than snowboard summer winter spring fall i i would very much be into flying to chile or new zealand in the middle of july when most people are enjoying the warmth in north america um or by that time probably complaining about the fact that it's been too warm and can we get to fall already uh but I would gladly get on a plane and go be in their winter and making turns. And New Zealand may even be open by then. It could be. Uh, well, <laughs> interesting. So snowboarding, clearly, uh, to remain on brand, is the top of your mountain of fun. Uh, <laughs> what what other activities or things do you find fun? Uh other things I find fun, I, uh, I, I think I mentioned uh, bowling uh, as an analogy to snowboarding. I do mm-hmm. enjoy bowling, uh, I, and that kind of follows a theme with me of of a, ver- a variety of things that kind of fall into the same grouping of like bowling and billiards, darts, ping pong, uh, shuffleboard. All of like the bar and drinking games. Yes, I was going to say bar sports seems to be bar sports. You. <laughs> exactly. Uh, any if you can do it with a beer in your hand, it's a per, it's a pretty decent activity. Uh, horseshoes, for example. Um, and what I like about those those games is that you can't you're you're able to do them to the level that you want to do them with and be perfectly content with it. You can be really competitive and, you know, play pool league, which I did for a while. Um, you can do the same with bowling or darts, uh, or you can just play anytime you're at a bar or go to a pool hall. Um, just go on the weekend for global Saturday night or something. Mm-hmm. Um, your level of commitment is you, you don't have to be committed. You can be committed. You don't have to be. So it, it takes, there's not, there doesn't, there doesn't have to be any pressure with that situation. And, um, and they're all games that you could technically do them alone. Uh, and snowboarding is something I largely do by myself, but, Bar games are always better with people, and 
it's a nice way to get out and do something. You know, if you want to, you know, my game, my game is billiards. Really, mm-hmm. I really like nine ball, but my buddy likes to bowl more. So we'll go bowl, or we'll go play nine ball some nights, and there, are, there, you don't have to be like. I'm just a pool player. I'm just a bowler. I just throw darts. Uh, they're all these like bar sports are these lifelong activities that you can enjoy. Uh, and they all have elements to them that are very attainable. Uh, anyone who goes bowling is likely going to throw a strike at some point in the course of their bowling activity. I don't know. That, that might be a check you can't really cash there, Bob. <laughs> I I have had strikeless nights, um, but more, more often than not, I at least get one. Um, and you'd be surprised. Most people, most people manage to throw one. And think about that. When you throw, when you're someone who doesn't bowl and you go and you throw a strike, you get excited about that. You know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to bowl, I've been bowling probably longer than I've been snowboarding. Um, you know, I, my expectation is I'm going to have at least w- one series where I throw three to five strikes in a row. Um, and if I don't do that, you know, I get a little irritated with myself. Mm-hmm. But but even then, like, although I have an expectation for myself, I'm still out. I'm with my friends. I'm having a good time. I've got a beer. I've got some crappy food from the bar area that's probably going to run through my intestines. It's a good time. It's 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 good to be social. And while you're bowling, you're talking about God knows what else. Could be whatever stupidity you dealt with at work, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of days. Or um, did do you really believe she did that? Um, you know, th- things that you know you let off steam, or um, or you talk about the, the latest video games you're playing, and it, it really like when somebody talks was talking with you and really wants to listen and you're having a conversation um it kind of goes back to balance uh, i'm i'm not unknown for long monologues but <laughs> it's when when the other person talks back and contributes um, and you both have things to say. It again, it feels like balance. It feels like a good game of tugging a uh, tug of rope. And mm-hmm. bar sports really enable that. They put you in a social situation. Um, if you have people who are a little shy, you're literally putting beer in their hands to loosen them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it's a nice way to relax in in a way that, you know, I can't go snowboard every weekend. I've tried, but you can't, um, especially living in the Midwest. So when you have a wife and child. 
Yeah, I guess. But uh, <laughs> you can bring them with. Um, but you know, the, the you can go shoot pool any night of the week. You can go roll a bowling ball anytime, and um, it, it's nice to have that that little bit where you have something in your back pocket that you can pull out at any time. You know, if I, I think if if I relied, if the only thing I had fun doing was snowboarding, uh, one, I wouldn't be living in the Midwest. Yeah, but that's two, a fair assessment. Yes, uh, but two, I I would probably go insane um and i've I've seen people who um who are true ski bums and all they care about is skiing and one they never do anything else with their life because all they do is ski and they love it but you know what do you there are times you can't ski believe it or not um snow melts so it's good to have how dare you I'm sorry. I just want it to be known to our listeners that the opinions of Bob Henney are not those of this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad we've established that. We've yes. s- we've set the ground rules here. Um, that's interesting that you you have so much fun focused around bar sports. It seems like the the bar sports themselves are really just a means to an end of this beer in hand social interaction that is very uh very low stakes um very accessible um you know yet another thing that as you said and 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 pointed out that provides you with this balance the opportunity to talk about you know whatever rigmarole you had to go through at work or whatever's going on at home or just whatever's on your mind to get it out of your head and into the world um, and and get someone else's spin on it so that you can you can have a better view, um, but ultimately it doesn't seem like the bowling ball or the pool cue or the ping pong paddle themselves matter much. No, and and that's very true. And for a long time, I didn't think that was the case. Um, I thought that it was there was much more tied to the actual activity than there was. And what helped me realize that that was not the case, that it was the the social interaction that really meant the most uh, was when I moved to the suburbs, um, like the dirty, dirty suburban I, I am now. And I couldn't really play on the pool team anymore. And I so I went to, I joined a different pool team mm-hmm. and it was fine, you know, but it was really just more about shooting pool. I didn't know the people I was playing with. Um, if I had stayed stuck around longer, I probably would have got to know them better, but it wasn't the same as playing with my friends. Uh, and I really missed that. And then I, I ultimately I ended up getting out of pool league, you know, cause I went from, I went from a situation where I would shoot pool for five, six, even seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was just always at the bar, always shooting pool. And 
you know, whether it was the bartenders or just the regulars or the people who were actually on the pool team, th- th- those are my people. Those are, uh, yeah, I just always saw them. Uh, even when I wasn't at the bar playing pool, I would go by, the, we'd go over there for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like cook group dinner and it was, that was really nice. Um, so, but I realized too, if it wasn't for that game, to introduce me to those people and for me to get involved and for them to coach me on it and um, to build that relationship, um, it wouldn't have worked either. So they kind of go, they, you know, the, the interaction is the important part, but it's, it's like the game is the glue that keeps it together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So snowboarding, uh, bar games, and uh, what else? What other things do you do for fun? Oh, I play video games uh, to a certain degree. Uh, I don't play nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I do still play. I still will, you know, I'll jump on Xbox um, probably three or four times a week, you know, even if it's only for a half an hour. And, um, you know, that was, that was a funny enough to, you know, we're talking about the social aspect, um, of the bar games. I, I never really used to be into playing games online Mm -hmm. because that world is just very toxic. So I was just usually just a single player game player and largely still am, but, I ended up getting involved with um, this uh, party on Xbox, and I, I played Overwatch with them for a while, and I had a good time. The game is actually really hard. It's so, it's so cartoony, but it is really, really hard. I mean, it is the team that made Halo, so one would assume that there would be some uh, some pretty good bones. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really well made game. It's very difficult, and it's it's one hundred percent team based play. If you're not, uh, if you don't play, if, if your team doesn't play well together, um, you're not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I jumped into the game like after they had been playing for two years, so it, I I definitely felt a little bit um, of an outcast in the game. But I enjoyed talking to them and just um, having that social outlet that I can get, you know, every night if I want uh, just to get online. And so uh, usually I'll be playing, funny enough, a snowboarding game Mm -hmm. uh, called Steep and uh, they'll be playing Overwatch or one of a million other games that they've been playing together for a really long time. And I'll just be sitting there playing my little snowboarding game or sometimes we'll play golf. Uh, there's a golf game that we, we like, uh, and, and that's, yeah, that's fun. It is. Um, and, uh, I, I, so I like video games. I like just, um, there's a lot of like tabletop board games mm-hmm. to, 
Um, particularly fan of um, playing card games uh, like Rummy or Pinochle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you know, there's a there's a theme to it of like there's a little bit of that competitive element in in kind of all the things that I think are fun. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that need to compete a little bit with everyone, mm-hmm. even if it's friendly. And it usually is, unless I'm playing with my brother. Um, then the, then the blood comes out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just that little bit of motivation for you to take it, not necessarily seriously, but to try. There, there does seem to be sort of uh, the the thematic elements of like low stakes achievement, of mm-hmm. like there's there's an objective for you to complete. It doesn't really matter if you do or not, but it's something to do, and it feels good when you do achieve it. Right. Yeah, that's a very good uh, observation. Okay, so we've got snowboarding, bar sports, video games. Uh, anything else? Um, I do get a fair amount of joy out of torturing my in-laws. Okay. Uh, was worried about I... what was going to follow the word torturing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I I think the last thing I, I'd put on here, uh, seriously at least, mm-hmm. is um, I I do enjoy fiddling with things, and I'm assuming you do not mean playing a violin. No, um, I I never did learn how to play a real musical instrument. It is one of my uh, one of the things I do regret, but. Um, I had I did learn how to play a plastic guitar, pretty good. Useful skill uh, for a while. Hand-eye coordination. Oh yeah, total. Uh, but no, you are right. Uh, it, it is not musical related. It it's um, whether it's you know building a PC or woodworking in my garage, taking stuff apart, putting stuff back together, creating new things. Um, that is all very satisfying and um when especially when you're doing something like building a cornhole game uh for your backyard now you've created a bar game um bringing it all around here Mm -hmm. folks um so yeah i mean those are you know those are kind of the things i think about um when i think about fun uh i guess an addendum to the snowboarding part would be just being outdoors in general mm-hmm. um, and hiking, biking, um, uh, camping, stuff like that. It, you know, adventuring, if you will. Um, I will. Those are, those are very tightly coupled with snowboarding and what I enjoy about it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty, that's, that's around it. You know, okay. there are other things I do recreationally that I don't necessarily find to be fun um but they're easy and sometimes I just want to sit on the couch and watch bon appetit videos for 
way too long. Sometimes <laughs> I'm forced to watch the Bon Appetit yeah, videos. Sometimes you just got to figure out how to make designer combos. You know? <laughs> I get it. Um, so we've, we've got the overview of what Bob finds fun. Yes. Uh, what I'm interested in hearing about now is what is the most fun you've ever had? Oh, the most fun I have ever had. Uh, it could be related to something we've talked about. It could not be. This yeah. is the, the, the grand breadth of your life. The, the most fun I have ever had uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a condensed activity... Um, it comes down to one of two snowboarding trips. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really is hard for me to decide which one. So I'll just tell you both. Um, the first was a trip that I took to Mammoth, California. And that was in 2018. And um, that trip... Um, actually reignited my passion for snowboarding um it had it had fallen flat at some point it did um i suffer from chronic foot pain mm. and i have struggled with that for a, a long time and it when i snowboard i'm actually usually in a fair amount of pain um and i just generally suck it up but it had gotten to a point where it hurt so bad that I didn't think I could keep doing it. Um, so I went, I went in search of boots that would make it tolerable. And I had a, a fair amount of trouble finding boots. Uh, but I finally found a guy who knows snowboard boots really well. Um, mm -hmm. There's a million boot wizards for ski boots. But snowboard boots are soft, so everyone's just like, oh, they're soft. So you just pick a bear and you'll be fine. Not so for me. Um, so I finally I found a guy who really seemed to know his stuff. I told him I need to, I need to have boots that are not going to hurt. And he said, what's your budget? I looked him dead in the face and I said, I need boots that are not going to hurt. <laughs> um Funny enough, the boots he recommended happened to be the most expensive boots in the store. What are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Um, but my first time really riding them was at Mammoth, California that year. And the day we got there, um, I had flown overnight. Uh, I remember this so clearly. I left. Uh, I left work. I uh, work in downtown Chicago. Um, I left work, um, got on the train with my snowboard and my luggage, um, got on an L train to uh, probably O'Hare. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I had my luggage downtown. I had brought it Wednesday night from my house in the suburbs to the office like at 8 o'clock at night to drop it off so that I wouldn't have to lug it on the train in the morning. Smart. So I go, I go to O'Hare, get on a plane right after work, fly to L.A. I get picked up in L.A. 
We drive overnight from Los Angeles to Mammoth, which is a little more than a six-hour drive. Um, I then proceed to, on almost no sleep, go and snowboard the entire day um, with... Uh, I was originally going to take that day off and then ski the next three days, Mm -hmm. but 12 inches of snow had fallen overnight. So um, I buckled up and I went snowboarding and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That day of snowboarding was phenomenal. My feet felt great. The snow was great. The mountain was great. The people I were with were, were really fun to be with. Um, we had a party at the house that night. Uh, there was tons of pizza and all sorts, you know, beer. And it, it was just it, everything you want about it was good. And that whole weekend was pretty much the same. Then I I remember the, the crazy end of it was I got uh, Monday. Uh, I had to work uh, remotely because I was supposed to work remotely on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I switched and I, t- uh, so I'm working in a coffee shop in Mammoth, California, hung over out of my mind, um, somehow staying connected, worked all day. Then we drove back to Los Angeles again, a six hour drive, um, got on a red eye flight from LA to Chicago, um, dropped or took an Uber to drop my snowboard at the house. And immediately went to the train and went downtown to go to work for the day. Um, and I, I tell that story and people look at me and they say, you are a maniac. Why did you do that to your body? And the truth is I would, uh, there's, there's nothing I would have changed about that trip. Mm-hmm. It was it, just very fun snowboarding. There are days you go out and snowboard and, you know, the snow's not good or you're working really hard um, or it's just really too crowded. Everything was right. And it was so incredibly fun. The second one, and this is a much shorter story, uh, was last year at Big Sky, Montana, I did this big two-week trip in the of the West Coast, mm-hmm. and uh, I drove from Salt Lake City to Bozeman, Montana. I spent the day, uh, three days snowboarding in Big Sky. I spent the day in Yellowstone, uh, winter tour in Yellowstone. Very worth it. A lot of fun. Um, then I drove to Jackson, Wyoming, the long way around because Idaho doesn't know how to clear a highway. Um, it was a nine. It's a. It, it was a nine-hour drive from four o'clock in the afternoon to when I got to Jackson Hole, and uh, it was blizzardy, trucks being lunatics, it, hardest drive of my life. But anyways, I went to Jackson Hole. I snowboarded two days, and then I snowshoed in Grand Teton the last day, um, which uh. I, I sh- if I haven't shown pictures to everyone, I do because it was the most beautiful um, th- experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to Salt Lake City. I snowboarded in Salt Lake City a little bit. I had some work stuff to do there. Then I snowboarded some more, and then I finally came home to Chicago some 20 days after I had left. But um, what there was a day there in the middle there 
where they have there's what there's there are different ways of describing snow um there there's powder snow there's blower powder there's sierra cement there's ice there's uh bulletproof ice all sorts of kinds yeah, the inuit um, have over 50 words for it it's true there is one particular um kind of snow that uh or a description of snow um, called hero snow and hero snow is when the conditions are really are set in such a way that you can tr- pretty much do whatever you want and with very little risk to injury so people tend to go big in that snow because they know if they, they fall they're fine um and this was a hero snow day mm-hmm. and i there was th- three runs off the Lone Tree lift that I took, I think, and it was four. Three of those four, I went directly back under the chair. It was really steep, the deepest snow I've ever snowboarded. Um, every turn felt great. Um, it was fat, you know, still moving fast through the snow. Just it feels buttery almost. Mm-hmm. And then the the last run, and this may have been the best, I took. Um, down the ridge line, um, and I eventually turned right off into this trail. I couldn't tell you the name of the trail, and usually I know, but it was this lightly wooded, uh, it's what they call a glade, where the trail has th- trees um, throughout it. Mm-hmm. But no one had been down there, it seemed. like It was all but untouched. It was, it was magical. Um, and it was... It was a soul fulfilling day. So between between that day and the entire mammoth trip, without a doubt, those are the two most fun things I've ever done. Okay, so uh, we already know why snowboarding is fun. the the physical poetry, the the hint of danger, the freedom. Uh, the focus, all of those mm-hmm. things that allow you to just live in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So these two stick out in your mind. Is it is it because of just this like alignment of the planets, sort of perfect conditions that you had for each? You know, you have this first this trip to Mammoth, which is just this whirlwind trip of you know you go into it tired and bleary eyed, but it's it's so good that none of that even matters. Like you're almost transcending the limits of your physical form because <laughs> it's so good that you can't not immediately go, you know, point yourself down a mountain and, and, and buttery slide all the way down. Um, and then this longer trip where it's just sort of all of these, again, these pockets of like perfect conditions mm-hmm. that just make it so good that, you know, save the world ending, nothing would have gotten in your way. Uh, even the world ending probably wouldn't have. <laughs> if, um, uh, but yeah. I'm sure there's a Ridley Scott movie somewhere, or, or no, I mean a Roland Emmerich movie somewhere <laughs> where someone snowboards away from a volcano. Oh my God, that, please. The, to the people who made Tremors 4, um, please take that premise and run with it. 
they uh, they of course, as we all know, listen to this podcast. So yes, they do. I'm sure they'll get that message very quickly. Um, interesting. So it just, it, I mean, it it's it's pretty obvious why these situations were the most fun you've ever had because they yeah. they fulfill every one of your major criteria to the highest letter. Yeah, there's, you know, if as I look through, you know, everything I've ever done. Um, there's, that was the, like the culmination of my hobby. Um, do I think it could still get better? Yes, I do actually. Um, but you know, if it never does, I won't be upset about it. I've had so many really good snowboarding trips. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I was in college on the snowboard team, um, so many of those trips to Okemo and Stratton when we were staying at that crappy hotel and um, I drank a entire 30 rack of beer one night and ate like two pizzas and uh, spent the whole next day like vomiting in a toilet at the lodge. Yeah, it sounds like you, you know, earned that. Yep, uh, I, I definitely deserved it. Um, you know, all those, all those trips, they were all great and... Uh, but I never really, I, I never had that perfect intersection of conditions and uh, good facilities for resting uh, or lodging. That's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being able to take the time I wanted. Uh, most of the time I've snowboarded, in a, you're always like in a rush to get back or um you know you feel the time your time coming to an end and and these trips were so good I, I didn't feel that um you know and one of the things I you know look forward to and the only th I think the only thing that could really top that is to have a similar weekend you know with my daughter with my wife um and, um, you know, whether, you know, even if it's not snowboarding, even if it's a slightly different outdoor activity, um, mm -hmm. because my wife does not ski, um, Tobog we could toboggan, we could snowshoe. I'm going, I've been trying to convince her to learn how to cross country ski. Um, uh, you know, that, that's really the only thing that can improve it. Uh, I think I, you know, if we look at like the, the two groupings of things that I talked about, like there's snowboarding, which for me is largely a solitary, um, endeavor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it seems like a, a, a centering, uh, personal activity. Yes. Versus, you know, the other things I do for fun are very social. Um, there's room for social aspects to, you know, take to be part of my snowboarding life too. Yeah, clearly the thirty rack of beer and two pizzas. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> so if I can, if, you know, bringing my family into it and doing stuff with them, um, uh, like a, a few years ago, I went to Mount Rainier with my wife, and it was one of the best vacations I ever took. Um, and 
you know, so being able to combine that trip with a snowboarding trip, um, and not that it's a competition, but that would, that I think would be just the most fun trip. Okay. Interesting. So there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the question was not what is the most fun you'll ever have, just what, what's the most fun you've had so far. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll speak to you again down the line and, <laughs> and find out things have changed. Who knows? But uh, regardless, at this point, uh, if I now have, having spoken about all the things we've spoken about, if I forced you to define fun, how would you? Oh, the definition of fun. And, and this is the Bob Henney definition of fun. Mm -hmm. So this is fun for you. Definition, as defined by Bob Henney, is anything that lets me go out and not have to worry about work, worry about bills, and lets me do something, um, be it a game, be it a physical activity, um, to give, you know, to give me something to work towards. And, uh, and you know, I usually, I know... I know that it had that it is fun when it has put a smile on my face and I walk away from it saying, yeah, I want to do that again. Um, and sometimes it's hard to know that, you know, it's going to be fun until you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but even just the experience of going and trying something new is fun too. So, um, fun is, fun is adventure. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, now, do you have any final words on fun that may help robots like myself understand it? Uh, the, I, I'll end with this, that, um, if you... If you haven't found fun yet, just try something else. Always uh, another rock to turn over. Interesting. I, oh. I plan to keep looking. My mission, of course, is to interview all 8 billion people on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, so I will turn over another human. There you go. Uh, Bob, <laughs> thank you for helping with my research. Uh, uh, Sam, robot. I'm I'm happy to have uh, aided you in your quest. Excellent. Uh, if you listeners out there would like to aid future robots in understanding your petty human emotions, you can get in touch with us at What Is Fun Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can email us at whatisfunpod at gmail.com. Let us know your answer to the titular question. Remember, just because humanity one day will inevitably fall doesn't mean you can't be a research subject now. So I ask you, what is fun? Charisma, this has been a Puma Knife production. <coughs>
Thank you.